Again, we're back with another episode of Di- The Dark Side of Dino. Almost said uh, The Devil and Dino. Almost said it again. I'm back with my co-host, JB. Are you there, JB? Indeed. How are you? Fantastic. And tonight, we've got a special guest from the Discord, one of the fans. Jess K., are you with us tonight? I am. I am. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We've been trying to get people from the Discord to come on for a while, but seems like when we get to showtime, everybody gets cold feet, and, and, you know, for whatever reason. But we're glad you're here. I, I hear you got a lot of questions. Could you tell us yes. a little bit about your background, how you got into the paranormal, and how you found JB? Yeah, so I've been, like I said earlier, I, I've been, um, you know, kind of researching paranormal for the last 10 plus years or so. Um, I think what really got me into it was just the amount of like loss that I've had in my life. Um, I've lost a, a lot of really close people in my life. And so because of that, I kind of end up, you know, doing research on things like, you know, near death experiences, um, you know, uh, and anything paranormal. I mean, even, you know, everything from, you know, cryptozoology to, you know, um, haunted houses or, you know, whatever it is. And so, uh, you know, I've sifted through a lot of the YouTube and other channels that, you know, people have put up their, their content. And what really brought me to JB, when I got to JB's site and I watched his videos, um, because there, obviously there's a bunch of people putting out similar things where, you know, oh, my house is haunted, check out these videos you can kind of follow the storyline. Um, and the first thing that really got me when I, when I watched JB's videos was his, the genuine fear in his voice. And, and it's just, it was super clear to me that this was not something that was, um, like being, 
you know, set up in advance. Like this was not, you know, this was not a joke to him. And, um, you know, that's, that was the, the real, for me, that was the real, okay. Like I would love to get in contact with these guys and find out more, um, and, you know, figure out their perspectives. And I've been listening a lot to their, your podcasts and, and trying to get all of y'all's perspectives. Um, so, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm super excited. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. What do you have to say to that JB? Um, I mean, same thing that I tell everyone. I mean, I appreciate it and stuff. Um, it definitely has been a, a ride for sure. <laughs> um, enough of a ride to where I moved out of state packed up everything and uh, got the fuck out of Colorado. And that's where everything is. I'm from Colorado. I'm a native there. Um, you know, and uh, to up and move like that and just make a rash decision, it's, it's just been nuts. And, I mean, I'm glad you could feel the emotion. That's kind of the, the key thing for me because if you – if you can't feel emotion in it, then you would never understand it, you know, because a lot of people would be like, oh, I'd stand there and try to talk to it. It's like, no, the fuck you wouldn't. <laughs> You'd be the fuck out of there as fast as I am. You're out of your <laughs> getting left, you know, unless you're one of the shows where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I speak to demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's absolutely no way I would be able to do some of the things that you and, and JC have done. Um, I mean, you guys have some serious balls of steel. I'll tell you that. Um, I, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of like, you've got some other of the paranormal compilation YouTubers that, you know, they like to find the scary videos and do compilations and then they'll kind of, you know, throw your video, your story in there. And I've seen a few of those and it just absolutely irritates me to no end when, you know, I hear these YouTubers talking about how, oh, you know, this, this is a, this could be a great video if they, you know, just admitted that it was fake because, you know, um, the storyline's really good and they're creating a lot of suspense and, you know, if they just didn't try to, you know, act out this whole thing about you know it being real you know and not get so aggravated with the people in the comments when when you know people are trying to say that it's obviously fake you know that's the type of stuff that really really pisses me off um because for me as somebody who like i said has has really spent a lot of my downtime you know, watching all of these different types of videos and, and seeing the different kind of content, it's like, you know, and also I'm, I'm 100% an empath and extremely intuitive when it comes to, you know, like when I meet people or talk to people. And it was just very, very obvious for me that whatever you were experiencing was 100% real. And then the fact that you go above and beyond and you try to contact your fans, um, and you know, you, you do your podcast and I mean, you've even said like, this is not something that you've ever tried to cash in on, you know, this is not something that you, it, you know, that you are in, even enjoying. I mean, yes, as a beginning, you, you sought it out 
because you were interested in the paranormal, but when it entered into your home and it started getting really bad, like that's when you, you know, you were kind of like, okay, I'm checking out. This is not what I asked for type of thing. And it was obvious to me that, you know, this was a struggle and, you know, I, I know that you've tried many different things. Like, you know, you've asked priests and, and you guys are Jewish, you're Jewish. So I know you said you, you asked the Jewish the rabbi, you asked a rabbi to come, to come in um, and do a cleansing or whatever it is that they do. And I know that like, you've had a hard time with that as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the help that you've tried to receive and, and how that, you know, hasn't really helped. I, I think bringing in religion into it made it worse. <clears throat> and, and to go back to your earlier statements, stay out of the fucking comments. These are keyboard heroes that have nothing else to do. Same with the compilation video people. They wouldn't put my videos on there if it didn't get them views. So again, it's, it used to bother me. But you got to understand on TikTok, uh, on an average video, I have a five and a half minute video that went viral. <laughs> so can you imagine how many comments that you have to go through? And it's one of those things that it's like, unless you see it, I wouldn't believe it either. Like, yeah. And like I've said since the beginning, I don't ask any of you to believe a goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't. Show me a video of God and show me a picture of him, like a real one mm -hmm. or the Jesus actually came up out of the dirt and rose back up like, and I'll, I'll believe you. Other than that, it's, you have to see it to believe it. You have to experience it. You know, a lot of people are more in tune with the Lord because they've had an experience that brought them closer to it. Does that mean I'm going to believe you? Does not, not at all. In my religion, Jesus is one of the tribe. He's a Jew. Is he my savior? No, he's not. Right. But doesn't mean in other religions that he's not. So yes, I went to rabbis to do um, an unconventional type, um, you know, cleansing. But Jews are very different. It's more of a prayer over matter type thing. And, mm. um, you know, that it's just people didn't want to come in the house. And it's not like the movies. You call a Catholic priest and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come bless the house. And he has no idea what he's walking into. He gets up to the door and he he left turned around he's like good luck yeah fucking with that it's yeah. one that's person that's in real. north america that is even qualified through the vatican to right. do a real exorcism and they yeah. don't that's another thing it's like there's only so many people who are really actually considered qualified to do it because it does have to go through the vatican and so good luck trying to get that person to come all the way up to colorado you know how hard it is you know how much evidence that you had to provide to those people you right. guys a tenth of what i catch yep a tenth. right because especially because you're always saying like you know when you were at the house it, it wasn't really something that you were trying to you know yeah i mean you were experiencing it constantly but you weren't really really trying to like you know, prove anything to anybody, you know, you, it, it was, it, it's your life, it's your experiences. And you were just kind enough to, I mean, I honestly view it as you being kind enough to share it with the rest of the world, because people like me who are, you know, story seekers and, 
you know, who look for this type of evidence to, you know, fulfill whatever it is that, you know, we are trying to fulfill in our own lives. Like, this is the type of thing that just adds to it. And, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to go and put all of that, their personal business out there like that. Um, and you're right. I mean, you, you can't, you can't listen to the commenters. I mean, they, they have no idea what they're talking about. And most of these people. Oh, no. It takes more views for me. So that's even better. We're trying to commit a, a community here of people who are afraid to come out because my name's Dino Nuggets for God's sake. My 12 year old son set up TikTok because his mom wouldn't let him watch it. And then that tossed a number at the end of the, you know, thing. Right. Went through my phone with the door video and he posted it. Yeah. Accident. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm trying to get video evidence so I can get a real priest. And can you imagine how hard it is for a Jew to go to a Catholic to get help? <laughs> I can. I really can do it some that. It's just gotta be crazy. <laughs> Especially because, you know, I'm, I'm living down here in the South. And so I, I'm from New York, but um, I'm, I'm living down here in the South and it's the Bible Belt. And the majority of Christians that, you know, are around here are like Baptists, the Baptist type, and they are totally different from anything Catholic. And, you know, if you were to try to, you know, explain something like this to any one of them, I just think it would fly so far over their head. They just like, it, it just, they just would not understand or, you know, they would just try to chalk it up to any, any, any way, chalk it up to being fake. You know, like everybody's always so quick to make these assumptions and they want it so badly not to be real or it settles better with them. You know, when they go to sleep at night that this stuff isn't real but the reality is this There's stuff a, is happening and, all around us constantly and i think the biggest thing <clears throat> after it took off rolling it was like you know how much criticism i've taken and and i've seen it from other big youtubers um like mindseed tv and stuff like that um you know proving demons if you really think about my name that was not my intention i'm not going to be a a paranormal guy with the name dino nuggets <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You so know, now, um, can, I ask you, can I ask you a quick question? I, I've listened, like I said, I've gotten a little bit about your backstory. I know that this has been going on for like the last nine years um, in that house, right? And I know that supposedly it's not been going on for nine years. Oh, okay. No, it has been going on for nine years, but oh, okay. not, the first video, if you look, you can clearly see it's a different home. Right. Yeah. So that was the thing. So apparently it had, it followed you from one place to another. My question was, um, did, did you, were you experiencing this amount of activity that you experienced in the second home, in the first home? Were you hearing the, the same noises? Cause clearly in the, in the second home, it's coming across as if it's some kind of a female, um, or at least whatever it is, it's making itself known to be a female. Is it, I mean, you can hear her either crying or laughing. Laughing. Or it's not a cry, I believe that. Um, I would say that it's been even kill. There's certain things that I'll do. Like emotionally, when I'm having a bad day and I'm at my most vulnerable, that's when it'll hit me like hard, hard. Or when it knows that I'm trying to make changes in my life to rectify it. And... 
I, I mean, it's amazing what you get used to over nine years. Yeah, I, I really can imagine. Um, um, and so what, the first time that you ever like really heard it, like um, without any kind of devices or whatever, like what was your personal take? I mean, do you believe that maybe you have some sort of a sixth sense? Maybe you are some type of a medium that, uh, I mean, obviously it makes itself known to other people as well. So it's not just you but do you believe that if it is attached to you it is maybe because that you have some form of an untapped um like you you have some uh, some kind of a another sense that you've not necessarily tapped into that you're not really interested in tapping into all right two two sides of that answer <clears throat> what did i think the first time that i i experienced something yeah Damn, this is good weed. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm like, fuck, this is better put this joint down. Jesus. Supposed to be there. You definitely heard it. You're like, whoa. I need to put the big bong down. Shit. Right. I'm tripping. Now, is that like, is that when you heard the act, like it making sounds or just the banging and the like tapping that it does? It started off slow. Okay. Um, laughing, doors opening, water turning on. A few times scratches on me and my, uh, my cousin Steve, who I live with, brother, however you want to put it. I know he's a family. <clears throat> He doesn't like me to talk about him much online. Um, and, you know, scratches here and there, blankets falling off, ending up across the room. Like, if you've seen in that first bedroom, it was a, a full-blown basement apartment. Like, the only thing I didn't have was a kitchen down there. had my own bathroom, walk-in shower, and it was little. I mean, there's no room for somebody to hide in there. Right, right. <laughs> if you walk in there, and the fucking sink's right, you know, three and a half feet in front of the shower. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing shit opening up and close and doors closing and, and, you know, and, and at that point it's like, all right, fuck. And then you get it on video, like I've said before. <clears throat> and then you wonder like, fuck, I don't want to show anybody this because they're going to think I'm nuts or they're, oh man, you're pretty good at taking shit. Like, and yeah. that's not, not the feeling that you want to get. You want to, okay. you want to, to show somebody like if you could hear in my voice when that door opened by itself there's no windows down there that could have blown that window up and we lived out in the country so i mean those windows were recessed so i mean it would have had to been a tornado to blow that door open and it was shut shut it wasn't like cracked open it was shut yeah and yeah. you could hear yes i fucking got it you know because steve he didn't want to hear about it he his his best way to deal with it was act like you know nothing happened here's a story so we were man whores and we had a a couple different girls over there and we had my nephews were up asleep and they're little guys one was like five the other's two sebastian and that and their, their room was upstairs. And if you started from the beginning of my videos, you can hear boots walking up there and there's no one up there. We're very protective of those two boys, very. Right. Um, 
And that's just not a house you want to try to fuck around in or break into. I mean, it was on plenty of acres. We didn't have neighbors really anywhere near us. And we had cameras, notification, big ass dog, like, and guns. Like you come into that house with those boys that are coming there anyway. Um, there's a good chance you're going to be leaving in an ambulance and a body bag. And yeah. it's, it, it's our property. You don't impede on it. So one night we were sitting in the kitchen. We had some shabu shabu. And it's like, I think it's Korean. It's like they, they love to do community dinners and it's a hot pot style. So you get all these thin slices of meat, you dip it in the sauce that's being rotated around this hot pot. And um, we started hearing things upstairs. Well, the boys were with a nanny and, you know, we were with the two ladies that we had there at that time. And, you know, the night went on and we kept hearing weird shit upstairs. And, you know, it was later. Um, not a big drinker at that time. Um, so everybody was a few glasses of wine in it. And then, you know, the nanny left and we put the boys down. And we heard running back and forth upstairs and giggling, laughing, and, you know, just noises. <laughs> and Steve looked at me and he was like, you got this? And I was like, no, nope, this one's on you because we split it. We were like co-parents for those two boys. We, we both took care of them. Um, and he went up and checked on them. And <clears throat> these boys were dead asleep. And it's hot up there because it's an older house. And we had to put a, a booster in to get the cool air all the way up there but these boys get hot because they're always bundled up well some you know most of the time they left a sweat mark on the pillow well both boys were asleep steve came down looked at me in front of these two girls and he's like you guys heard that right and they're like fuck yeah were they up there partying he goes jerry go upstairs check on the boys I'm like you just did it why would i go do that he goes i need to go upstairs and I need you to check on him. So I went into Sebastian's room, sat down on his bed next to him. I started rubbing his head, you know, and I kind of slid his pillow out. And there was that sweat mark. And this kid's out. So I'm like, had to be Asher. Two years old, thinks he's a professional wrestler. Like, kids athletically mind, minded at two. You know, like, he'll get down in a wrestling stance like you would in high school wrestling and, you know, try to wrestle you because – you know, we put on a big thing during COVID where high school wrestlers could come and get national champions and national graded coaches one-on-ones in our barn as we turned it into a giant. Because I I fought MMA, he's wrestled, like it was like a training area, elevated floor, padded, had wrestling mats all over it, but it'd be one-on-one, very expensive training with some of the top people, you know, that were available. Very cool. Very cool. And I went into his little room and this kid is laid out drool coming out of his mouth. Okay. And like at that point, it's like, okay, I don't need to move a damn pillow or anything. This kid's drooling out of the side of his mouth. He's laid out and he is out. And we went up to check immediately. They have to lay down. They have to learn when bedtime is bedtime. That is it. Lights out, period. There is no, oh, I want to watch a movie. There is no, oh, anything like that. You do what you're told, and you raise respectful children. That's what we did. And so at this point, you're, you're for the first time, recognizing that something more is going on because clearly it was not the kids making any noise. 
Um, and now my, my next question would, it would be, um, would, did anything prior to this happening, anything in your life change or did you go to any places that maybe you could have picked something up? Where do you think this thing came from? If you have any ideas um, of your own, what, what, do, where do you think it came from? If you, if you think, you know, I know, I don't know. I'm a survivor of some stuff. Um, Have you had any near-death experiences? Pretty close, yeah. Um, I would say it's karma. I would say that it's a manifestation on my end that just comes to fruition. It's karma. It's, it's coming back. You know, and, and the reason why I say that is because I've done so much research and I've talked to non-denominational, Christian, Catholic, Jewish, obviously. You know, and a Buddhist, if you can... Um, I finally got the opportunity not too long ago to sit down with a medicine man from the Navajo Nation, which was really cool. And he just told me that I, I have a dark presence and a, a, a dark entity that, that follows. And he can't see my aura, <laughs> whatever that means. That, Pretty sure that, he, was over too. he wasn't on, you know, ayahuasca or any type of peyote. Really stand-up guy. Very nice. He was an Indian elder. Seen a lot of stuff. Very respectful. And going into, you know, meetings with people like that, you have to understand that you're on their territory. Right. You know, oh, yeah. something that you go in and you're like, yeah, what the fuck ever. It's like you you sit down and you listen and they explain. Um. You know, I, I fucked around with voodoo a little while. Like, you know, I went down to a voodoo priest, tried to get readings, and that was a goddamn shit show. Not once, but twice. Once with Rob and once by myself. Went through a really bad divorce. There I am like four or five years later, still paying for it and still fighting over it. Um, lots of... Were you super into the paranormal prior to... Movies. I'm a big Michael Myers fan. Okay. So you were just somebody who like maybe liked the you know the um alternative stuff you prior. It wasn't something that you were like you weren't going out there investigating haunted houses or graveyards. Why would I do that? That's insane. I'm a grown ass man and I'm a businessman. Okay. <laughs> you know? So that well so and I like, believe that if you look for something hard enough, you're going to fucking find it. doesn't matter who you are. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was where I, that was what I was wanting to know is like, cause I, you know, if you were somebody who would, who was doing that at any point in your life, I mean, I couldn't fault you for that because I mean, I, again, I, as a, I, I couldn't, I don't have the balls to get myself to go out and like search a graveyard or a haunted house or something like that. But I know there are people who do that and, you know, good on them for, you know, trying to get footage or whatever. I wasn't sure if that was just something that maybe, you know, you and your buddies were doing for fun just because you were interested in the paranormal. And then all of a sudden, maybe some, you know, this, the energy got like really, really super intense around you all of a sudden maybe you pick something uh, up that was chasing ass doing cocaine and drinking with my buddies so i got out of college and then i had to be a real grown-up still did cocaine you know had my yeah. fun of my job stopped doing all that like me and my partying days are pretty much parted away 
like a long time ago. But I was your average, you know, Valley kid, like grew up with all the privileges in life. Um, thought the people who thought ghosts and aliens were real and aliens and ghosts both came back. Yeah. You have the U S government saying, yeah, there's some shit out there that we can't tell you what it is. Made yeah. me feel trick. And then the ghost stuff, it's like, you know, I like horror movies, but they're more like murder movies, you know, like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. I liked all those, you know, I'm 39 years old. You know, I grew up with that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and then when you watch movie like Paranormal Activity, I would say that that is the most accurate depiction, the first one, that right. of, of how it really escalates. And then, um, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I've been to the Sally House and stuff, and this was post after everything that I've been experiencing. Me and Rob went on a, a hell of a journey trying to find stuff. And, you know, we found it there, but I know what I got. And I know it was in that house. And that's not a little girl in that house. That's just a pissed off old man or something, just like an angry spirit. It's mine is dark, deep, fucks with my dreams, gets inside my head, gives me anxiety. And you got to understand, going through shit like this, being who I am and the way I grew up, like, and the privileges that I had growing up immediately went to a psychiatrist immediately got you know mood stabilizers anti-anxiety you know ptsd medicine got checked for everything gastrogagliana shots in my throat to stop my flight or flight mechanism and reset it in my brains wow. that's reality if you see wow. in some of my videos by my bed i take like 11 fucking pills a day to try to deal with this shit this isn't like I go to work and flip the fuck out on people or, you know, like right. it, it's nothing like that. It's so I can numb my senses enough to where I can be a productive member of society. I am a professional, right. you know, right. I, I, not by the reason this channel is self-funded is because I don't need funding from you guys to, to help me. <laughs> I, I don't, this is a hobby at best. And I get good advice from good followers, you know, and subscribers. Yeah. And you no, know, the one that everybody was asking the biggest time was, why don't you just move? All right, you motherfuckers. I well, moved. Not only did I move, so funny. I moved into the middle of the fucking desert, 940 miles, 12 hours away from my house. Yeah, well, you want to know what is so funny is like, while well, everybody else was sitting there saying, and of course, this is before we spoke, obviously, but while everybody else was sitting there saying like, oh, if it's so bad, move. I think one of my first comments was like, dude, you need to have this house fucking studied. <laughs> it's not the house. Right. Yeah, that's what I learned later. We but house it, it did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and so I think the biggest question at this point everybody wants to know is, have you been experiencing anything new at the new house? Well, I've been bouncing around from beautiful Airbnb to VRBOs. Like, I've been living it up. Like, I'm not trying to land, and we have a house. And we're slowly piecing it together, and I got rid of fucking everything. Okay. Like, shit that I bought brand new. I mean, if it was anything old, and I mean, we had stuff from both of our families. Right. Like, like I remember hearing you 
bunch of stuff from your grandmother, right? Yeah, all that shit's in the trash. Okay. I set that box and photo and lock of hair and tooth. I set that shit on fire in my backfire pit and burnt all the documents that I didn't want people to find out about, like the IRS. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> well, I, I've got to say, like le this, like I said earlier, some of the footage is just really just some of the most outrageous stuff. I, I mean, I've ever seen. And I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. You, you, you know, you especially when it comes to I'm, I'm really big into like the cryptozoology stuff and some of like the different cryptids that people believe are are out there. Not, you know, not so much like Bigfoot or whatever, but. There's other other things because I'm I'm also pretty into like the the whole alien is are aliens here or whatever, and I mean I do I do believe that and and my spirituality, um, my spirituality is is that of, you know we are you know we are more energy than we are physical beings and you know my brother recently passed away and i've been told that him and i have mutual karma and so because of that you know yeah, i shared a womb huh you shared a womb yeah yeah i mean not at the same time but yeah no we, but you, you came from the same xy chromosome and yeah right. I mean, there's going to be a similar aura and that's based off of what mama gave you. That's how I became a Jew because it's not because of dad and it's not a, you know, a, a thing that you wake up and say, Oh, I'm going to go be a Jew today. No, you get Jewish from your mother. So a lot of your aura and stuff like that is going to spread out to your, you know, your loved ones, your family, your genetic line. Yeah. Yeah. And him and I, you know, we, we went through a lot of the same, kind of turmoil growing up and um and you know he passed away from, from not natural causes and you know my worst so fear go ahead was it suicide um you know i i grapple with that um it was oh. a an accidental overdose and i do believe that he was suicidal so you know I mean Overdose is not suicide, but an overdose, well, he, you know what I mean? He he was obviously in a place enough that where he was doing enough that where it just it took hold, man. Like I said, like when I was going through my shit, I did a ton of cocaine, probably three, thirty five hundred grand or thirty five hundred a month. <laughs> you know, and I, I functioned normally and it, it numbed your senses. And, you know, when you get into certain places and. You know, you don't have a budget for it, really. Like, I didn't. Like, mm -hmm. you get in real dark places, and it's like, yeah. when is it up? And you, you don't know, because your body naturally builds up tolerances. It's yeah. either that, or he bought it from some scumbag that gave him a fucking, you know, a bad dose, for real. If it was heroin, depending on what he OD'd on. Or it, if it, it, was, um, it was definitely, it was fentanyl, but he had been clean yeah. for so long because he That's had... Murder. That's not suicide. Somebody... Anybody that puts fentanyl into anything and sells it to the general public, that's murder, in my opinion. It's a weapon of mass destruction. It's killing people everywhere. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But, you know, he, he had done, he had had some pretty serious overdoses 
prior, which had left him a shell of his former self. I mean, he had had strokes. He had had, and he was only 28 when he died. And, you know, um, he was, he's, was my younger brother and I was the one who, you know, found him. And my worst fear was that after he passed over that he would get stuck here and that he would not like cross over, you know, into oh. wherever. With you know, if you go by Catholics and you go by some of these other religions, they talk about how bad suicide is. Let me tell you something about suicide. I've tried to commit it. Yeah, I, I really have, and you know, some of it was drug induced, naturally, because when you try to get clean and you're coming down, there's nothing harder. Yeah, to accomplish that pact. There's not. And if you ask me. I think your brother's fine. I think he moved on. I, yeah. yeah. I really think that, you know, and I think that you should think that because, you know, again, manifestation. I know my brother's okay. I know he's in heaven and I know he's being taken care of. Because otherwise, yeah. if you think other than that, you're opening up to a door to something yeah. that isn't your brother. And it yeah. knows that it's. Right about that. knows that you know that's your most vulnerable spot like i said when i'm having bad days mm. and i come home <laughs> i can feel it so it literally i i set myself up to where i could pay off everything that i had i have no worries a hundred percent of my problems are gone i have no bad debts i have nothing other than what i need to live from you know month to month and that's just your general bills rent or house payment, gas and lights, cable, you know, electricity, you know, just, you're just your basic shit that you need to survive. And, and what I'm telling you is somebody like him and remind you, if you've ever watched dark side of dino, there is a variety of folks that I have got to talk to on that end. And all of them had a similar story. It revolved around addiction. It revolved around bad childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same story over and over. My situation is not that. Frat boy grew up driving a Hummer. Like, yeah, I, I had no worries. Yeah, we had a guest yeah. on uh, the, uh, you know, Dino with the Devil, and she said that uh, her brother committed suicide uh, from a drug addiction, and then she saw him, uh, like, months later at her bedside saying how do i fix this how do i fix this as like a manifestation wow wow yeah I will, I will say i i gotta I, let it go you gotta let him yeah, go no, i i will say i i completely believe he has passed over and it is actually my faith which is not based in religion it's just is that i'm a very spiritual person but i am i i am firm in my belief that he has crossed over and that he is with my version of whatever god is um and if it wasn't for that fact i don't think i would be able to go through day to day because i mean no thinking or believing in any way that he was trapped here it would really i mean that would literally drive would me would be if he put crazy. a gun in and blew the top of his head out, sweetheart. Not right. by taking a hot dose from some asshole that chopped it up. That's murder. He had no yeah. intent of going out and buying those drugs and saying, hey, I'm going to do the whole bag all in one shot. I highly doubt that's how it happened. Oh, knowing him, I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, only because he... Like probably I said, had a build-up, man. It was like, how much do I need to get that high again? Yeah. You know, when you're 
habitual user like I was, I used to buy grand bags and I moved up to t-shirts and then I moved up to a, you know, an eight ball and then I'd buy a quarter ounce, you know, it was like how much to get my nut. And if he was doing that, were you doing that to numb everything because of the experiences you were having? Fuck no, it's because I hated my wife and I hated my Uh wife. I had no experiences when I was married. It was, like I said, I was on my way to Polk County, Florida, which is like a fucking hillbilly paradise. And it was to see her family. And I stopped in New Orleans because I'm like, fucking might as well. I went into the absinthe house and just got lit up. And Tim can vouch. Like, when I want to tie one on, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't back at all. He'll, he'll call and, me late at night and be like, are we doing this? I'm like, do, doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Buckle down, Tim. Buckle down. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you want your brother to pass on and move on, and mind you, like, I've talked to damn near every fucking religion that you can, even psychos online. And if, if you want them to find that eternal peace, accept it in your heart, even though how the, the circumstances, but just understand, he didn't go buy that bag of drugs with the intent to kill himself. That didn't happen. So in God's eyes, that's not going to be like an unforgivable sin because in pretty much every religion, unless you're Muslim, which I've even had them to my house, um, which they've called it a gin. And if this tells you how far I've taken it, ask him. I have voodoo incantations tattooed on my body for protection or for, you know, um, um, what's it called? Bonding where I control it. Right. I, I went that far, you know, to, Have you to mark um, my body with shit to, to help me guard myself. I, I truly think that it's, it's full intent is to torment me to the point where it brings me to my knees. And then it's, you know, I'm, I'm another story that you have to watch a movie about 50 years after it happened. Yeah. So on my, my thing at the beginning, when I, when I first started watching your, your shows, your videos, I was super, super concerned for the animals that were in the house. Why? Those animals are treated like fucking royalty. Oh no. Yeah. Not, not, not from you, but from it, but obviously it's not interested in the animals in, in any way. And in my experience, animals go into the basement. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you haven't. (laughs) Not one. I mean, the thing thing used to go, used to go upstairs too. I mean, I remember one of the videos where you caught it on camera running from the right side of the door um, past the left side while you were in the basement. The last Um, one? Say what? The last video I posted. Was that it? Yeah. One of the last videos. Oh, moving out was a trip, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and and okay, five, and, six times a day, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you had to go down there constantly to get all that stuff out of there. I mean, that just must I mean, so what I, what does the rest of your family think about it? Like what do what do they what are their think thoughts on it? 
What are the dog's thoughts? No, 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 no. The rest of your family's like your. I know you have your they, son, right? And like anybody else that doesn't. They don't understand that that house that don't very, And what events that I go to family wise, I you know, to be honest with you, and I know this sounds weird, but the most interaction that I have with people is Rob or Tim. And mind you, he only lives in St. Louis. So it's not like he's traveling to the top of Mount Everest. It's not, you know, that he could have got altitude sickness on. I live in the plains. Like that house was out in Murphy Creek. Like it's, it's well past the mountains. Um, he got sick immediately and I had to fly him home when we were supposed to be hitting the road. And then I had to fly him back and he didn't go back into the house. And he had nightmares. He was like, had a fever. You know, he got sick. And the moment he landed and got back home, he was fine. Then you, you said this time was... When he was there, allegedly, he had three friends die all in the same day. Three. Wow. You know... I don't not doubt Rob. I don't think that he lied about it. Right. But, at, you know, at the same time, you have to take things at face value. And Rob is one of my closest friends through all of this. And I, I don't want to give too much credit to, you know, being something in the house because I, I don't want to never see Rob again. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But when you have three friends that all died separately not in the same car, not at the same place, all separately, you know, evenly while you're sitting in a room. He didn't come out of the room. You know, he went down during the middle of the day and tried to do a, an investigation. He was so scared, you know, he didn't get to spend enough time down there, you know, to, to really have anything happen. He did it during the day. And I didn't do anything to provoke it that day. You know, I was happy there. I was in a good position, you know, like, uh, we're going on a road trip because I, to this day, I am dead set on finding out if it's, if I'm tripping and this is evil, which I know it is, you know, and I, I just want to make sure that, you know, there's other places out there that were evil. Now, what I will tell you is all these videos that you see people doing about that Sally house, I slept better in that Sally house and got better rest that was quality than yeah. I ever have in my house. Yeah, I mean, that that was another thing is like, um, after I found out, after I watched your videos and I found out that you were moving, um, and then I had seen that you had done some paranormal investigative investigations in a couple other places. If that's what um, you want to call them. Ooh, lights going off. Oh, my God. Scary. Right. Wait till something right. you, you guys just go in and second I mean, my, my first, my first thought was, I mean, you'll never get better, better evidence of paranormal, um, experiences than, than you probably got in that house. I mean, Um, unless, unless it follows you, which I mean, I really hope it doesn't. I, and I'm going to stop you there. I will find something that is just as evil because this is not something that has to be unique to me. And that's that's, that's my belief and I'm manifesting that to where I can finally find true evil and be like, all right, 
this is what I'm really working with. Because when you right. go to the Valley House and you hear bumps in the night, and you see lights going off, big fucking deal. Now, right. when you're talking about something walking across the doorway or staring at you at the bottom of the stairs or turning on the faucets and fucking slamming doors, like, yeah. you that shit in other videos these fucking guys that go out there they you know it's 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 theater yeah and you know and i can't even say that with a straight face like you know what i experience people think is theater and yeah they they do it's unfortunate a video of god telling you that you're granted this power and you know you're going to be fine and i forgive you for all your sins really think about that you know and i've done a lot of research with a lot and catholics are super into it yeah and if you're as long as you're not gay and you like it doesn't matter what the fuck you do in life as long as at the end that you feel remorse and shit that's not the way it's supposed to work you got to live your life righteously and not bank on the fact that god's going to forgive you if you stab this bitch for a purse and get 13 bucks do you really think that god should forgive you for that fuck no you need to burn in a fiery pit i've never done anything like that and i got something truly fucking evil and if everybody out there who's listening to this right now, I have jumped from three to four different VRBOs, all super nice houses with pools. I never stayed there long enough to have anything happen, but we landed here because we're, we're tired of spending 10 grand. Right. Uh, you know, bounce around and we, we have our house and we're slowly piecing it together. Cause like I said, we got one of those pods. And I went through every single thing that we had, and I threw away every single thing that we had that we didn't buy when we moved into that house. Everything that I found that wasn't purchased while we were living there is gone. I got a 17-foot pod. It's a quarter of the way full. I threw away beds. I threw away fucking blankets. I threw away end tables. I threw away all of the shit that our grandparents gave us because the reality is, is when are we ever going to fucking use that shit? It sits in a goddamn tubby in the basement. Yeah. And, and if you it know what happened the I thought I had a dream that something was standing at the end of my bed. I called Tim immediately and I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't know if I was dreaming because it was in one of those euphoric states. And believe me, I'm not sitting here getting fucked up. I, I'm really right. not. We're, we're staying so with my. Like, it was in like uh, one of those moments, like where you're kind of in that, like, paralyzed sleep state and you feel like you can no, kind of see the room no not for me any. I, I i didn't feel paranoid i didn't feel paralyzed like no. i woke up and i i'm half awake half asleep and i see something staring at me leaning over the bottom of my bed looking at me and this is yeah. what tim how how many days ago yeah well it was like four days ago is when you called me to talk, talk to me about that and because my new house is almost completely furnished with everything brand new. Ashley Furniture, we're picking everything new out. When the pod gets there, we can even sort through more shit. Like anything that would be relatable to that house will be completely switched out. And what? Uh, and now, one the of the dreams. Again. You so for somebody so you you believe that it's karma and that you've somehow manifested this. If that's the case. What uh, what steps are you taking to prevent remanifesting it in your new home? Other living than life. other than getting rid of all the stuff. Removing 
myself from old memories, removing myself from things that constantly remind me of the negative that the 10 years that I spent with some individual, you know what I mean? Because it, it all started towards the end of my relationship. That's okay. when it started to fall. Do you think so, it could have potentially put some kind of like a hex on you or something? Was well, she spiritual or was she involved in the occult? The voodoo we, a white witch that, you know, is a tourist trap. It's not, you know, something that you go in. It's not like a temple or anything. You go into the back of this room that's a souvenir shop and they give you a reading. Whatever happened between her and I really enlightened my my senses. Like, why is this chick that I'm going to give 175 bucks to telling me to get the fuck out of her room? And then me and Rob go back through our journey and I go in there. She denied me. And it, this was a different place. And then Rob goes in. She goes, you're with him. And she had no idea, no way of knowing that. She goes, you you know, the, the guy that just came in here, you have the same type of vibe. You need to get the hell out of here. And Rob's been MIA with very few interactions and is going through a tremendous amount of crazy shit in his life. Ever since we got back from that trip. Right. And I one don't of the stories my house. He, I don't ask for help anymore. I'm gonna find my own way. He uh I actually had an experience in that house when he was there and I don't know if he told you this, JB, but he said he uh when he was sleeping because he was sick, he woke up the next day and his crucifix was actually burned into his skin slightly and like not enough to you know, like bleeding or anything, but it was almost like a sunburn. His crucifix had burned into his skin overnight. No, that's I, I've I've heard stories of that kind of thing before, where the crucifix burns into people's skin, if, especially if they are wearing it um, before they go to bed at night in whatever kind of haunted situation that they might be finding themselves. Um, I, I've known several people in my lifetime who have dealt with similar entities to what you are dealing with, Dino. Um, I've never, uh, like I said, I've never seen the kind of footage. Like I don't, they've, they've never gotten anything on camera the way that you have. Um, whatever is, if it is attached to you is extremely powerful. I mean, I mean, for it to be able to make itself known in these ways constantly, especially to be able to hear it without any kind of um, an, an EVP, um, you know, machine or any kind of, you know, just just with your with your normal ears, like that's extremely rare in my experience. And I'm not I'm and not found well, of evidence well, of, of that. Advanced I am. Please tell our guests and our listeners, how smart I am with technology. Oh, JB's very bad with technology. He's usually yeah. <laughs> calling like, uh, how do I plug in my headsets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like uh, like I said, like I, I instantly knew when I watched, especially because you would do the walkthroughs of the house, you would lock the doors, you'd put something in front of the doors uh, in case, you know, if anybody was to try to come in, you would hear, you know, the door open. Like you would go to these drastic extents to make sure that the viewers were convinced and that you were proving that there was nobody in the house with you. 
Um, you know, when you and your, I, I think it was your son, I, I think, when you guys went down in the basement, I, I, locked yeah. the, door, the basement door behind you, right? Was that yeah. your son? Yep. You're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. He's my stepson. Stepson. Okay. Yeah. Like things like that, when, when you would do things like that and then, you know, you guys would go down there and you clearly caught it on camera several times. You could hear it like this weird little giggle or laugh that it does sometimes like for instance the video where you were not home and you I think the video title was even when I'm away or something like that like um she sounds like she's crying it's yeah even while I'm away it was March 3rd she sounds like she's crying I mean it sounds like that but not crying I'll tell you that Right, but that's that's Evil. what these things do. They make you, you know, think that you know it's this harmless, you know, female that it's not you, know, you feel sorry for it and you let it's, it in. It scratch my wife. It just don't fuck with the kids because the kids are fascinated. They're like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Let's go get yeah. this. Shit. Yeah, they're fascinated until it comes and visits them in their bedroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> no. Did you see that video where it visited JB in the middle of the night? Yes, he ran, that was the next video I wanted to talk he, about. He ran where through you, that like, thing. you barricaded yourself in your bedroom. And you had two candles lit and you went to bed. And it was literally not three minutes into the video where you can hear it making these tiny little, like, like noises and I, I don't and and so you slept with um a noisemaker and your fan on I guess and so you weren't I don't think you were able to hear it but you knew you noticed as soon as the camera dropped to the floor and then and you got up and you fixed the camera but um you know it it was definitely in there with you you saw some some form of shadow kind of cross over the bed and you can hear it making noise. And like, it's it's in those moments that I'm just like, what is this thing thinking? What is what is this thing? I mean, is it is it human in nature? Is it a poltergeist? Is it a demon? Like, what what exactly are we dealing with here? It's like, and I, and I know that, you know, for you, it's not it's not as fascinating because you you're going through it and I really just I cannot imagine the frustration and the just you know the feelings of just beating your head against the wall like how can I get rid of this fucking thing like it's it's ridiculous you know um, but I do believe there is a lot to learn from these kinds of experiences um, for those who are seeking any kind of answers to whatever we're dealing with with an afterlife or. You know, just people who are, you know, Happens seeking, you know, yeah, like seeking, I can promise seeking answers. Hmm? I can promise you one thing. Something happens yeah. with Something happens he with He does not give away, and scientists have proven over and over that your body is made of 100% energy. Yeah. <laughs> this is why me and Tim have had, and even Rob. Like I've, I've talked to Rob for a long time and we've, we've limited our conversations because Rob has went through a real hard time since we've got back <clears throat> from our, you know, our little journey. 
And I'll, I'll put it this way. I have yet to find any place that I went into some pretty fucked up places. The Sally house where everybody tries to make video. Cause you know, you get legitimate evidence there. You, you really do. But when we were in that hospital where <clears throat> thousands of people already died prior to Katrina, you know, and we're in the morgue and you're seeing like autopsy tissues, tissue samples, lockers that are still locked with lunches in them. Like, you you felt a certain way, but it was like calming, like, you know, damn, I died in a bad situation, but I'm not here to rip your fucking heart out. Like at my house, ask Rob. He was genuinely scared, you know, me and him would have went out and burned down half of Denver. You know, I didn't invite him there to, you know, experience the paranormal shit, just spend the night. And the moment he walked in that house, he got sick. Yeah. I mean, you have, you've done yeah, the, uh, and it's like Zach Bagans with Demon House. Yeah. I got Demon House that follows me. Now I'm having dreams again. I'm getting ready to move in my house. I got brand new shit everywhere. Like literally I've spent thousands of dollars to ensure that every stick of everything in there, other than what I bought, that cost me a shit ton of money before I left has been removed. So are you, are you planning on setting up, um, you know, the cameras and like, Why would uh, I do that? It's an invasion of my personal life. Do you think yeah. you know, me and my wife fuck all over the house? Do you think I want yeah, to make a I completely understand that it is, it is a total invasion. Um, I mean, and that's why like I am, you want to know what the best way to catch paranormal activity is seriously. You want to know what's that Start your camera when it starts happening. How far is your phone away from you at any given time, even when you're home? Seriously, do you set it down in the corner of the house and go do your normal shit? Or do you keep it in your pocket in case you get that text message? And that's why I think that a lot of these shows that are on you know, YouTube to where they're setting up cameras that are stationary, you have no idea what I was going through during those videos where I set up a stationary camera because I knew shit was popping off. I don't just set a fucking camera up unless I know something's happening at that time. You can't predict when this shit happens. Right. You can only pray to God that you catch it while it's happening. If you look at every one of my videos on TikTok, you're seeing me in the kitchen. You see my refrigerator. You see the floor. You see my fucking, you know, I start the camera as I'm going through. Right. It. And it's nonstop. You never do any cuts. That's right. No, yeah. it's. It's a continuous cut. You get that experience at that moment. And yeah. that's different than everybody else online because they want you to can be convinced that they're going to walk around this property and they're going to be like, oh, hey, we're, we don't mean any harm. No, fuck that. You need to have your cameras put away. You need to have everything else shut down because they think that you're vulnerable. And once you start to have that experience, whether it's just a brief second or it's something that's really intense, you got to start recording as it's happening. Yeah. You can't just set up a camera and be like, oh, I'm here for 18 hours. And the reality is, is that you're there for about six or seven. Then you go back to your Hilton fucking room in the fucking, you know, town. No, it doesn't work like that. I've tried. Yeah. Trust me. Ask Tim. 
Well, I mean, I, I also, I saw you mention things like, you know, oh, I've tried to set up cameras in the basement, but whatever is, it drains the battery and, and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, and they not, and they do, they not, whatever these things are, they knock the cameras down or they turn the cameras. Oh, it don't like the camera on it for sure. It's yeah. knocked phone off of so many stands like i'm holding a stand right now a tripod that i spent yeah. seven bucks on when i could have yeah. went to walmart and bought one for like 14. this one i can spread out to where it's going to take a serious amount of fucking pressure to knock it off i can spread the legs out so much yeah. when Here. i woke up this morning it wasn't even in the same room my phone was in the hallway and my stand was in the basement and did and you leave those? Did you on leave my phone was dead when I woke up. And the reason why I was listening to it on the tripod is because we just recorded a new session for um, lap dances and lattes, which is how me and Tim break up the monotony from, you know, just paranormal. Because if you just live your life for paranormal nonstop, boom, 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 yeah. like all you think about, you, you will manifest crazy shit in your mind. It's not going to be anything anybody else can see, but you're going to make yourself paranoid. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely boundaries you you have to set for yourself. I mean, even somebody like myself who's extremely, you know, interested and fascinated in this type of thing, it doesn't consume my every waking, you know, thoughts. But it is definitely something that in my in any of my spare time, I'm you know, I'm it's a, it's super intriguing to me, mainly because I've never experienced a real paranormal experience and I don't really know what would what i would do if i if i had you hit yourself just yeah, like a hundred percent there was a uh, there was a video i, I mean, don't know if no doubt about that i mean this this shit is some of this some of this stuff is just absolutely mind-blowingly like like terrifying i mean especially i i'll like especially i don't know if you've ever looked into any of the cryptozoology stuff especially that kind of stuff. i got it tattooed on my body sweetheart okay cool so you know exactly what i'm talking about did you did you watch the video it's called the basement experiment because we had a uh, empath his name was devin uh they they set him up on the phone in the corner to go down there and talk to that thing yes. Did you yes, yeah, did I you did. see where like the thing walks across the screen and then the iPad freezes but then the yes, the sound... and it froze. Yeah. Show me how to do that regularly and Right. I'll... Exactly. Show me how to do that seriously to yeah. freeze an iPad that's brand new from yeah. Apple. Yeah. Those aren't cheap. But yeah. yep, something walked by it and then all of a sudden it froze and all you heard yeah. is audio. Get the fuck out of here. Show yeah. me a cut and show me how to do that and mm -hmm. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> and I actually, I work with Devin and ever, ever since that experience, he has not been the same. He has not been the same ever since that experience. Really? No, it, it was the experience after that, Tim. Right. He was on the phone with JB and they were FaceTiming and then... JB, you said you uh, you kind of zoned out and passed out, and then Devin said that the phone fell to the floor, and he saw that shadow figure come, shut the phone off, and it was smiling when it shut the phone off. I had a seizure because I went through a windshield. <laughs> what? Yeah, look at people say they see a demon sitting in the passenger seat of my BMW after I got smacked. I hit the windshield so hard it broke my fishing poles and half of my skull. 
Oh my god. Didn't I when they didn't know how I didn't. Yeah, Devin hasn't been the same since that experience. Uh and I wouldn't be either if I saw what he saw. I would be like, man, if you would have FaceTimed that, there would that'd been undisputable evidence. Me so and him having drunk. You, have you experienced anything firsthand yourself? Um have you were you down were would you go to the house as well? Oh, JB invited me, but uh, I'm like, no way. <laughs> you don't have to convince me. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I will say, I, I saw the skeptics to the to believer videos. Um, the, the, I think there were TikToks and there were several, there was a couple of them. Came back around and turned it and they were standing in the fucking living room. They were yeah, I, horrified. They were. I mean, they were, they were, they were like, no fucking way I down there. And I mean, I, I anybody anybody who watches that those videos or any of your videos, I mean, my first thing is this is obviously one hundred percent real. Or let me tell you what these motherfuckers deserve an Oscar. Anybody believe what I have to share? Because again, we're on an entertainment platform, and if you don't like the content, then scroll the fuck away. Absolutely. Yeah, your your objective your objective is not to get people to believe, but me as an outsider, right? I'm like I'm looking for all these on other people. Do you want me to be like, oh yeah, draw this in? Because my luck, it no would way. go viral like VHS, and then yeah. everyone that watches my shit would have a bad experience. Do you think <laughs> I? Want that? I don't invite people in my home, and I move to the fucking desert. Course Just not. happen to be four, four hours away from Tim. Just so I know that I have somebody here in Arizona that I can run to when I'm having a bad fucking problem. We could have went to Florida. We could have went to La Jolla, California. We could have went to Montana. We could have had a mansion in fucking Kansas, but we chose Arizona. You know why? Because my my current wife, she has a family here and I have Tim up in, you know, um, Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to, I get in the Audi and I'm the fuck out of here. And I yeah. go up to him to bring some sort of, you know, calmness to my life. But even yeah. then, three of driving up there or having him come wherever I'm going to stay at now, because of, you know, I'm already having bad dreams. Right. So you're thinking it's gearing up is what you're, you're thinking. You've heard. How, how, how unlucky do you have to be to live in three haunted houses? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're 100% right. Especially if you, you know, you, if you start absolutely experiencing stuff in this next house, it's obviously um, in some way attached to you. It is Um, attached to me. It's hard. And we all have our own demons. Mine just choose to show themselves. Yeah. That's that's a really interesting way of putting it because I'm 100% a believer that we all have our own spirit guides and our own spirit guardians. And so, you know, I talk to my spirit guides and guardians all the time, you know, and I'm always, you know, thanking them and asking them to show me signs and this and that. And it's like, I never really thought i mean you know my my best friend she she said that she came face to face with the devil in her dreams she said that the devil came to her and was like you know i'm you will be mine 
I will have you. And she remembers in her dream specifically saying, no, I am a child of God. And then she starts like reciting all of this like Latin prayer in her dream. And she doesn't even know how to speak Latin. And so, you know, she, she went through this experience and she came to me and and she was like, you know, I had this really, really crazy experience where I came face to face with the devil and he tried to claim me and I resisted. And I said that I'm a child of God. And then I, you know, in my dream started reciting all of this Latin prayer and, and it went on for quite some time. And then, you know, when she woke up, she was covered in sweat and, and, you know, that was like my, that was for me, the first time where it, it, it was like really like that close, you know, because I've, I've heard so many stories and I've watched so many videos and I've, you know, can, I've talked to so many different people and I've done my own versions of, you know, research and, you know, you hear all of these stories from out, you know, outside the box, you know, and it's never, nothing's like that has ever happened to me personally, mainly because spiritually, I keep myself very, very, I try to keep myself very protected because I do believe in this and this stuff is real and it's really happening to people. And it's, I mean, I just can't imagine the, 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 the trauma that it's, it, it's inducing for you. I mean, I, my heart truly, truly goes out to you for, for all the experience and all the things that you've had to put up with through this process. You know, I mean, I, I am totally grateful for you sharing your story and giving a, giving me more knowledge, more information, um, you know, towards the, to, to my end game, whenever that might be. But I do, I do just want to, you know, tell you how grateful I am for, for you putting your neck out there and, you know, sharing that stuff with us, the viewers who are, you know, the people who are here for you are in your corner and we're rooting for you. And, you know, we believe that, I believe that if you believe that you're manifesting this, I believe that you can, you do have the power to rid yourself of this. For sure. You know, and here's what I'll say about this. She was dreaming when she had that. I have dreams about a 700 pound fat woman that chases me down. That's trying to make me a dinner. Wow. <laughs> not, not lying. Like seriously. Like, I believe what, you. I believe I, you. Uh, what I experience is with my eyes wide open. Right. Like, yeah. My, I just, I cannot imagine dreams about like i'll have fucked up dreams and i'll wake up and i might see something standing at the end of the bed or i might not be you know it's paranoia at that point but i wouldn't look too far into dreams because you can google what dreams means that means like you know some of them it's like oh if somebody dies then you know you're gonna hear of a new birth like who the fuck writes that shit yeah you know, I, I don't know about that kind of thing it's, that sweetheart you hear some real shit you know, I, anybody who claims to have the, the the legit answers to these kinds of phenomenon, I really think are just like they're sitting in their own ignorance because we don't know what the hell this stuff is. And anybody who claims to know what is happening, you know, they, they've got another thing coming. The, the reality is, is we have no idea. You know, I mean... 
I, I don't know if you have any beliefs in the um, connection between like ancient aliens and spirituality for humans now. I mean, I believe that there is a connection between that, those two things. And the reality is, is, you know, in a lot of ways, I believe whatever our non-physical form may take, you know, in a lot of ways, people, if they could see what it is, they would recognize it as a form of like an ancient, you know, etherical like kind of entity that, you know, is a non-physical and, and, and takes on a form of its own and is, and can cross over into different, you know, either realms or whatever, like those things I believe are all possible. And, and we don't know what's happening in, in the other realms. We don't know what the end game is. And that, that's why I, that's that's the answers that I try to find out but I'm naive to think I'll ever figure out those answers because until the day I die I'm not really going to figure out the answer you know nobody is I don't necessarily think we're supposed to know the answer you know if you go looking for it hard enough you're going to find it well I mean you're a collector of stories just don't listen to them. Go find them. I dare you. Tonight, uh, yeah, watch a few videos I, online. I don't know Just it. watch a few videos online. And you no. need to look. Especially I need to go into your house. I need some to turn of these, like, all cryptos. The go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You need to go into your house, watch a few videos, get your mindset like, oh, paranormal. Uh, paranormal. Oh, I have. I've set up, up. I've all, set up. All your lights. Yeah. And then you no, find the darkest that. corner of your home. Listen, find the darkest corner of your house and just speak, press record, and see how long you could take it. Some people would be like, yeah, no, yeah. and it's not. It's, it's how vulnerable are you at that point? Well, see, I, I don't, see, I've done, I have done that where I have in my own home. However, um, I am, um, I have also spent all the, the whole time that I've been, you know, researching this phenomenon, I've also spent almost that amount of time, you know, building psychological walls that protect my home from any kind of these entities from actually entering because I am a firm believer that what you say is true, that you can welcome this sort of thing right into your life if you are not careful and so that is why i find myself researching other people's experiences and not trying to have experiences of my own because it is a it is a that's impossible that i do not want to go myself because There's i because it's impossible you don't want to get, get you right exactly it's exactly. dangerous. And, it and again, it goes back to me just being grateful to you for sharing your experiences, because if it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't be able to have the ability to, you know, look into this type of thing the way that, you know, that I am interested in doing to to a certain degree without actually putting myself at risk. And as selfish as that may sound, 
you know, I, uh, it, it is only because I'm a firm believer in your experiences that I say it that way, because I don't want to be, you know, plagued by these types of things. However, I do want to try to learn as much as I can about these types of things. Collector of stories, scare me and Tim. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a, a good story that you've uh, collected. Well, okay, so um, I, I've seen all different kinds of videos online. I don't know, do you guys follow any kind of, you know, you, do you, have you looked into any kind of YouTube, YouTuber videos or anything like that? Like MindSeed is kind of the go-to for us. I mean, I, you know, I, lo- I also like, like, Slapcam. Uh, let's see here. Um, Omar. There's that, there's that one, I can't, I can't remember his name. He's, um, he's Muslim. He's from the, the Middle East. Uh, oh, I know. Tim, me and you talk about him all the time. Uh, Carmel Maine, is it? Not Carmel Maine, uh, Hussein Barbar. Oh, there you Hussein go. Hussein Barbar. Yeah, he's really good. He's, so he's got some pretty fascinating stuff, but I will say the one, the, so some of the most, the most intense, scary material that I've ever um, learned about or, or read about or whatever seen um, actually isn't in so much the paranormal as far as like ghosts or demon realm. It's more in the cryptozoology um, like category. So there's um, there's been some videos that have been put out there of um, these, this group of people who, you know, they would go, they search the woods, they search, you know, old buildings, whatever. I can't remember um, their specific name. Um, Mo but... Sargi, real good at that. Huh? Mo Sargi. Mo Sargi, I'll have to check. I'll have to Mo check. Mo Sargi calls himself the Sarge. Dude's got some good stuff. It's yeah. interesting. But if you want genuine, like what me and Tim and Rob are trying to do, experience you got to check out mind seed mind seed okay yeah for a while i was really into that russian guy i think it's dark ghost or dark but just recently um i've watched a, a kind of a breakdown of one of his videos and they found evidence that he sets the sets the whole thing up so unfortunately you know huh People have tried for two years now, a year yet now. We're only a year old. Yeah. Continuous shot. I don't cut anything. No, yeah. You. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't even be here, like, if I in any way thought that these were, like, you know, um, rigged videos or whatever, because there'd be no point. Like, I, I, from the very beginning, right away, I could absolutely 100% tell that this was legit. And, I'm, and, and it always came back to your, the way that you would react to these experiences. It was so genuine. I could literally feel your emotion through the computer screen. And it was so clear to me that whatever was happening in that home where, where you were, was absolutely terrifying for you and for the type of guy that 
for anybody. Yeah, for anybody, especially. And that's what I was going to say. Is like, the type of guy that you are, that you seem to be, you're, 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 you're a tough guy. You're, you know, you're well built. You're not a small dude. I have you know. tattoos. I'm a big dude, but I'm as gentle right. as oxy kittens. I just don't <laughs> the keyboard heroes. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's, you know, a little bit defensive because we've dealt with some criticism and people that are, you know, have no experience, but they like to, to criticize everything that we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you if you if you end up scrolling through the comments, you'll see me in there many times like you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, do your freaking research, you know, I mean, like I, I don't um, I'm in there defending you constantly, I promise you. <laughs> Seriously, that's why I have Rob and that's why I have a Discord. And even then, I'm not even invited into Discord because, like Rob said, too much is too much. And that's when me and Tim hooked up. Me and Tim created lap dances and lattes for one reason to break up the monotony of all the paranormal shit. Yeah, it does. It can be very. It can be very monotonous for sure. If if it's all you think about or talk about for sure. There's another what do you guys so what do you guys talk about on on the other one? You know, like all these other guys, they make sure to show face shots and you know, they're the stars of the video. No. You start recording when you have the experience. Other than that, it's all bullshit. Who the fuck wants to watch you walk around a goddamn dark cemetery? Anybody can go outside and do that. But you want to start recording when it matters. When you get that gut feeling or your hair stand up on your head, I'm bald. And I'll right. feel my hairs on my head start to tinkle. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit's about to go down. Time to pull out yeah. the camera. He's got another bedroom video. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's really short. But uh, he shows his alarm clock. And then you see that thing uh, rise up from the floor up in an unnatural I, way. And then he runs right through it. Which I'm like, how do people discount that? I don't think I've seen that one. So I've tried to see almost all the videos. Um, you were, how long did you live at that last house? Mm, three or four years. Okay. We're trying to build up equity in it. Like I said, it's it leaving Colorado with how expensive it is. Like, and for anybody who's listening to this, for me to just up and leave and understand. Colorado is just as expensive as California or New oh, York. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is not something that you can just say, oh, fuck this house and walk away from. I'm not right. the, I, I, you know, this isn't fucking, you know, Amityville horror shit. It's not, it's not made for TV. It's not, it's nothing like that. Like you have to seriously prep for leaving it, make sure you have a renter that's quality that passes the background check to make sure. Right. Oh, so you are you are renting it, it out. Like are you're you, out of your mind. You are you yourself renting? You are you yourself is renting it out, correct? Yes, and no one's had a problem yet, not one. And you, so they they've been made aware of what the situation is. I had no other choice to disclose it. Yeah. Of course, of course. Good, good on you for that. Um, also, I wanted to ask: um, Have you talked to JC lately? Has he been around? He and me are very close. He doesn't want anything to do with us. He had health problems after he got scratched. He had a serious 
bad luck. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't invite a lot of people into a situation like that because bad right. shit happens. If you want to get a hold of Rob, email Dino Nuggets, address it straight to him, and he'll write you a 300-page essay on, you know, how it's affected his life moving forward. And it, it's to enough. It's, it's to a point where me and Tim are just like, we're gonna let him be. <laughs> we're gonna go out and, you know, do our stuff. There's a lot of things out here that, you know, Tim and I are gonna go through because, like, I am convinced that there is i'm not the only one out here that goes through this and yeah. if i have oh, there's gotta be others to find that feeling i'm gonna so you so now your plan is like you said you're gonna go out and you're gonna search for other situations similar to the one i'm that hoping you, not to have to do it in my own house hell yeah it's not just not in your own house yeah, yeah. no i'm on the hunt for one thing what's that to feel that evil I set up, like I said, I have spells tattooed on me. Yeah. You know, for bonding, so where I can control it, for yeah. protecting. Like every tattoo have you ever felt like you were able has to been to guard myself. And you know what? Absolutely nothing worked. Yeah. yeah, that was what I was gonna ask. Have you have you ever felt like you were ever in control of this? And I know no. I know no. from videos that you have you know you don't because you're not trying to give it any extra power you're not trying to communicate with it which well, it plenty of it i don't need to do anything right exactly I day, like i said or i feel vulnerable or my wife feels vulnerable the kids love it because they're they hear the shit they see it and it, they're not afraid they're just like oh fuck get your camera get your camera and, you know, like that video with my stepson, mm -hmm. he led that whole video. He's like, yeah. turn it, on, turn it on. You know, I love and, how he said, I love how he said, uh, yeah, um, if we have to run, you're the first to die. Or something like that. Well, yeah. At that point, when you see <laughs> something peeking around the corner after you, when you know there's no one in the house. Yes. It's not like a human, like seriously. And that's what people who it watch. Always takes the same like, if, if I were to peek around a corner, even with a dark suit on, you're going to see me. You're not going to see some mask with glowing eyes. Like that zoomed in photo. That was the best photo I've ever had of it. But if yeah. you look at all my other evidence, when I'm at Estes Park, you know, in the Stanley Hotel, it literally looks like this giant mannequin standing behind me, like leaning over me. And this was just a shot down the hallway. It was like, oh, okay, this is where Jim Carrey stood. And then I, I snapped the photo and we start zooming in to look for orbs. And all of a sudden, then we hit the mirror and that motherfucker's standing directly behind me. Just like I said, we haven't stayed in one spot long enough right. to even make it matter. Like, we could have been in our house a grip ago. And but you're, you're trying to let it pan out a little bit, you think? We're putting new things in there. The amount of money that you will see and the differences that you will see in my new home versus mm -hmm. my old home is like this dude literally ditched 
everything other than a couch and a rug and two TVs that I'm not going to part with because they were $2,500 a piece. Right. If it's attached what, to that TV, then... What is your, what is your current wife's take on it? Welcome. What, what is your current wife's take on it? What is she... She like, hates it. Everyone yeah. experiences it. It's not me. It's not in my head. And it's not right. something... No, it's not. Put it into my phone. My wife flips the fuck out. She prefers to work the night shift so she does not have to go through this shit. Mm -hmm. And the kids, oh, all they're looking for is to catch it on film. And they're not even afraid. But that's I'm not, telling you, I bet you they're not even afraid. They read guys' fucking comments and they're like, oh, it's attached to you, dude. No, no big deal. Nothing can happen to me. And then and then they're like, yo, too much is too much. So we moved. We moved to the desert. I live two hours away from the border. I'm as far, far as south as you can get and as far as Denver you can get without being in Mexico. Literally. Wow. Yeah, and you're catch me if you can thing, right? Because we've been here. It's comfortable. I And I feel vulnerable because I don't like people having to help me. I don't. Yeah. But when you have to stick together a new home and you have to buy outside, you know, patio furniture, new rugs, new beds, you know, new wall art, new, new everything. Like I'm a, I'm a Michael Myers madman. Like, yeah. like you said, did you watch any of these videos growing up? Like Michael oh, Myers yeah. um, is I my actually... favorite I got rugs. I got paintings that were custom made. Like yeah. I, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I actually, I, I did graphic design work for Rob Zombie a couple of years back. Um, I've I've um, met him and his his current band several times and been to a bunch of his shows, um, VIP. So I am a huge fan as well. Right, but Rob Zombie only did one depiction of Halloween. Yes, yes, he just you know, did. I'm the Laurie Strode type guy. I was I was in it since the 80s. You know what I mean? That was like my grandpa's first fucking horror movie that he showed me. I was like, don't tell your mom you watch this. Don't yeah. tell your... Well, I, I genuinely think that that was one of the, the first true terrifying films. That and the Friday the 13th movies, the Jason movies. I remember those were, those were terrifying. Imagine... Following around you, it has malicious intents, but you're such an asshole that it, it can't get inside. That's that's what I'm telling everybody. Like, I am not Backstreet Boy. Ask Tim. Listen to lap dances and lattes. I am not that guy that's like super into, you know, oh my God, you know, I have a demon follow me. There's this guy that just came out with a new video. I won't say his channel name, but he has this man main and I was in that house and I live with an evil entity. I know this for a fact based off of how many different religious figures that have come to my home that are like, fuck this. No, nope, yeah. not qualified to deal with it. And he's like, oh, this is the most evil home I've ever been in. That is theater. That is entertainment. What I'm trying to provide to you is raw straight up <laughs> point of view like porno shit you know what yeah. i mean you're seeing it how i see it 
none of my videos do you see me show my face going, yo, I'm Dino Nuggets. And you know what? My house is haunted. Let's go try this. No, I don't do that because it's bullshit. It doesn't work like that. I'm going to yeah, record not, it. You're not when trying to I, prove anything. You're, you're not trying to prove anything. You're just showing pure, unadulterated, raw footage. It's like all those people are like, oh, I had an alien experience. I saw this in the sky. I used to laugh at them like these fucking assholes. Like yeah. how desperate are they for attention? And right. now there's multiple governments coming out and be like, yeah, yeah. these aircrafts aren't from uh, our planet. And we don't know how to deal with it. But you know, I will I, tell you, as, as somebody who, who looks into that type of stuff heavily also, that yes, the governments have just now began to make that more public. Because they can't deny it because it's happening they more. They cannot more. deny it. I will tell you right now, though, some of the footage that I've seen with that type of stuff has been pretty incredible as well. And I mean, the alien abduction stories that I've heard, not all of them. Still a little leery on Like, yeah, um, this guy ate too many mushrooms and he got molested by a group of homeless junkies. <laughs> and he woke up butt naked in a field like they had their fill. <laughs> it's like they yeah, had a scoop kick with yeah, I'm sure there's definitely moon. some people out there who have gone a little cuckoo, but some of the stories and 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 most of the stories that are really intriguing come from um any kind of military base where per, the personnel who would work who had worked there maybe in the 80s come forward today and they come forward and they tell their story or the pilot that have seen the things that they have seen. That's different. Um, They're not it, getting abducted and butt probed. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's that's true too. Um, however, you know, you've got to be you've got to be kind of on your toes with some of the stuff that you hear because you don't want to get sucked into all the bullshit. You know, there's a lot, you know, you, if you're somebody like me who really wants to believe and wants to find proof, You've got to be super on your toes about not you allowing yourself to get taken advantage of. All you're considering is mine. Like it, there's there's got to be something that intrigued you to reach out to Tim, consistently. You know, keeping communication with him. Like, no, seriously, sweetheart. There there has to be a story out there that you can tell all of our listeners that it. The, the pinnacle of what made you want to do what you do other than your brother's death. You, you know, if you're a collector of stories. Um, I will, yeah, there is. There is. Uh, but my, my stories are not, um, mine is not from hauntings so much as near-death experiences. I don't give a shit where they're from. Scare me. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so um, then, then there are near-death experiences that really are the reason that I got heavily into the paranormal experiences. Um, the books that I've read on some of these experiences, um, and then also my, my own experience. So, got out um, of high school and hit twice. Scare me. Uh, what did you say? Sorry, I missed it. I've been shot at at high school. In my high school, and hit twice, yeah. scare me. 
Yeah. So, so in in that experience, were you were you considering? No, 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 this is this isn't my questions. I want you to scare me. I want you to give me a story. Oh, my experience isn't scary. It's a beautiful story. I mean, the near death experiences are really um, an amazing phenomenon that hundreds of thousands of people across the world experience all the time. Um, And the the way to classify a near-death experience, it has to go through a specific 12, there are 12 different things that you can experience any one of those things or all of those things to classify it as a near-death experience. Um, And my specific near-death experience was very similar you know, to the, to, to the many. And so when I was, I, I had been at a party and I, you know, was partying, I was drinking, I was doing cocaine, I was doing the whole thing, whatever. And, um, I also had taken some Xanax and I ended up, so I, I believe somebody had reached up. And you took the the Xanax to come down. I'm not dumb. Well, I, I took the, actually the Xanax. The Xanax was first, and then I was doing But what ended up happening was I, I think I got roofies because I I ended up finding out I had a roofing in my system. So whenever that that happened, I obviously I you know, I, was, I blacked out. I was gone. I don't I don't remember any of it. Somebody had to call 911. I ended up waking up in a hospital um i had been in a coma for a couple of weeks and i was clinically dead three separate times i had to um kind of juke my heart back you know like fucking electric whatever they call that thing um defibrillator so three separate times i was clinically classified as dead and when i woke up hmm? what'd you see what'd you see when I went, the first thing that I remember when I woke up, when I came to, I remember just multiple different times uh, um, throughout the experience while I was in the hospital where I had hovered directly above my body. And I watched everybody in the room perform whatever kind of life saving, um, you know, uh, techniques that they use in the hospital to try to bring me back. Um, I remember specifically seeing, you know, people at the, at the bottom of my bed, like crying and, you know, you know, trying to tell me to come back. And then they were exc- escorted out of the hospital room the whole time. I'm up on like what seems like the ceiling. I'm like floating above high up in the corner of this hospital room. And then Next thing I know, I'm being transported through this tunnel of light. And it, it kind of, it like, I felt it as much as I saw it. It was a feeling of being, like, vacuumed through this vortex. And at the other end were these entities of light. They looked just sh- like straight light beams. And they spoke to me telepathically. And they were saying things like, you are safe. I if you're telepathic, why didn't you just say it? Say what now? <clears throat> why telepathically? Why, if you were standing right there, why didn't they just talk to you? 
So it wasn't standing. It was more, like I said, like when I was in the hospital room, I was floating above my body. And then, and then after, you know, a few, what seemed like a few moments of that, I was almost like taken through this vortex of light. And when I got to the other side, I was, you know, met by these beings, but I was also in this place of just electrical light and color and like there was like music it it was it wasn't music but it felt like music like what music makes you feel like almost like a vibration and and you're seeing all these different what are you talking about huh like what kind of music like i'm a like it was like like almost like um like so it wasn't it wasn't like music with instruments so much it was like a feeling of music so you get the sense that there's music and you feel the vibration from the music but it wasn't it's so hard to explain like it wasn't it so much like go ahead it was mdma or you know, what, no, what's so here's the thing. So here's the thing. So MDMA is released in the brain during the times of when you sleep, when you die, um, and when you dream, okay? Or when you sleep, when you dream, when you die, when you're born. But here's the thing. Or what's what's it called? Oh, fuck. It's not MDMA. MDMA is... Um, not Actually, MDMA. You're thinking um, DMT. The dream molecule. DMT. DMT. Right, that's that's the one I'm talking about. So so that's released when you sleep, when you dream, and when you die. And so the the only way for that to be possible is if your neocortex, the your outermost layer layer of your brain, which is what makes us human, is functioning properly. That's the part of the brain that allows us to have vision, hallucinations, dreams, you know, mm. God, et cetera. So when you're in a sedated state, when you are in an overly sedated state to the point where, you know, you, you've lost consciousness, your heart is stopping and you're going into, you know, code, code red is what they call it. That part of your brain is completely shut down. That part you, you you cannot and and will not be able to have any type of a dreamlike experience. It's the same thing as when you go into anesthesia, when they put you under anesthesia. You will not dream through anesthesia. It's impossible. You cannot hallucinate through anesthesia. It's impossible because the neocortex part of your brain has been shut down, deactivated. And well, so that's supposed to you're on THC and I dream horrible things all the time. And I smoke a pound of pot a month. Right. But pot is different because you have receptors in the neocortex that work side by side with marijuana and other drugs like cocaine and things like that. And so when you're high on those drugs, the brain has your receptors in that part of your brain are working at full capacity for a time. That's why when you roll on Molly, the experience is strictly given to you because of 
your, your MDMA receptors. So what that means is you're not even rolling on the drug. It's the fact that Molly allows your serotonin levels to flood your brain all at the same time to give you that euphoric feeling. So you could get a bag of Molly at the beginning of the week and do it and roll balls. And if you did the exact same bag of Molly all week long, by the end of the week, you would take the same amount that you took at the beginning of the week and you would not roll even half as much as you did that first day because you have completely unloaded all the uh, stored up serotonin that was already in your brain. And when that's flushed out, your brain has to then save up before you can have a true rolling experience. Again, that's why these drugs like MDMA are super hard to become addicted to because you're not really reacting to the drug. You're reacting to your brain's reaction to the drug. Same thing with shrooms. It is you technically food poisoning yourself. And so you have um, this really crazy experience and your body is reacting to you food poisoning yourself when you trip on shrooms. So all of those things, though, you need to have a, an active neocortex in your brain. It has to be working functionally properly in order for you to experience those types of things. And so in my experience, because of this sedation level that I had been, uh, that I had been subjected to. So I had taken probably 12 Xanax bars in like a 24-hour period, and then I had been roofied, which... I don't know how much Rufalin I was Somebody given. sex up when you got roofied? Mm -hmm. Did somebody sex you up when you got roofied? No. So the people who I was with knew something was wrong and they had put me to bed and I watched the door. I was very blessed in that regard because I had started partying with a group of people um, originally and and that group of people when her roommate got home, she brought home a bunch of other people who we were not familiar with, who I did not know. And so it went from one thing to another later in the night. And so at the beginning of the night, I'm feeling super comfortable with everybody. And then at the other half of the night, there's a bunch of new people in the, in the apartment that I don't know. And it's a totally different environment. And that was kind of the situation that I found myself in. But at that point, I was I was on another level. And so the last thing I remember was saying, mentioning to one of my friends that I, I didn't feel well and that I needed to lay down. And so they put me to bed in a bedroom and they shut my door. And I was told after the fact that, you know, my, my guy friends who I was there with originally, you know, kept watch of the door, made sure nobody entered the room until the last time somebody went in there to check on me. And I didn't have a heartbeat and they had to call 911. And so that was when I had, that was the night that triggered this near-death experience. And a few weeks later when I woke up, I was left with all of these different memories of being in this other place with hyper, it was a hyper real place where like everything felt more real than it felt here on earth. And everything felt like like vamped up like electrified and you know I somewhere may I remember making the decision to stay 
and not to leave, not to cross over. And so, and I guess in that moment, I was put back into my body. And when I came to, I was supposed to have all of this brain damage because I guess I had gone a certain amount of time without breathing and you know, you're supposed to have brain damage after that. Well, I didn't have any brain damage. And, you know, they were like calling me the miracle child and in the hospital, you know, I, I wasn't when I came to it took a while for me to really get my bearings, but I was left with all of these memories. And so that was kind of the thing that got me that and, you know, losing my mom and then my brother, like, you know, got me kind of headed down the path of searching through the paranormal, looking for answers. And so I started studying other um, NDEs, near-death experiences, and I found incredible stories, which then led me to, you know, experiences of possession and people who are being possessed by demons or whatever else. And I would research those types of stories. And then that led me to like hauntings, which led me to cryptozoology, which then, you know, opened up the door to aliens and the the possibility that aliens could potentially have something to do with this whole idea of God and what we perceive as God and all of these other things. So that was, that's kind of like a, you know, a quick quick little background of how I ended up getting down or getting through, getting on this path, um, was my own experience with, you know, entering this hyper reality type of a world where I'm, you know, interacting with these beings of light who are, you know, telling me that I'm in a safe place, that I am loved, that, you know, I can stay or I can go back. And it's my choice type of a thing. And it was all, like I said, it was all happening telepathically, um, you know, they didn't have any real form to them. Like they did not look like they were humanoid in any way. It was just like, like they were like light figures. Um, and to this, to this day, I truly believe they were my spirit guides or my spirit guardians, which I believe everybody has those. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm also a firm believer in, um, a, a spiritual group called Abraham and Esther, which I'm not going to go into tonight. It's, it's just a whole nother conversation, but um, it's extremely fascinating stuff. I mean, you know, it's the type of thing that when you start learning about it, it's almost like, holy shit, this is how I've always believed that this type of thing works. Like this is, this is, this makes perfect sense and then you hear about it and you read about it and you're like, wow, like you're, you're just astounded. And for me, it was an instant click because religion has always been something of a, you know, I, I've always had some serious issues with religion. I'm not religious. I don't like religion. I don't believe in necessarily specific religions. I think religion is just a form of politics. Um, and so, you know, but at the same time, being a spiritual person, I don't necessarily want to just completely disregard my whole spiritual being simply because I can't get with religion. And so that has led me to search for other perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I get it. 
Yeah, we had a guest on our other podcast, and he said that God to him was the uh, collective wisdom of humanity. It's how he viewed God. It was interesting perspective. Yeah, I I kind of see it like that. Like um, for me, like um, the the way that it is is God would be considered like a source energy, and we, if you picture like a sun with all the sun rays. Each at the end of each sun ray would be a human soul connected to a body, which technically means that each and every single one of us would be created in God's image. And we would technically be gods, each and every single one of us who are completely in control of our reality. We just have to identify what it is that we want to, to accomplish and then you know, throw that rocket of desire out into the universe and then connect with it and let source, you know, say yes, because source will always say yes. And then we become one with source. And then we, you know, we allow that to kind of manifest. And so it goes back to like what you were saying, you manifest your own reality. You do, you manifest every single thing in your life. It's the law of attraction and whatever you're hyper-focused on, especially if you're afraid of it will become bigger and bigger and bigger. And the things that you accept and identify and just um, understand that they're there, but you don't necessarily want them to be there, you accept it. And then you turn the cheek and you go another direction. You know, you're able to kind of relinquish certain things that happen in your life. And I'm I'm not necessarily talking about your haunting. I'm, I'm more talking about just like life experiences, you know, like, you can manifest your own happiness, your own desires. You know, we're, we're more in control than we allow ourselves to be is the idea. However, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to, to say that than it is to do it. You know, it's, it's all about like um, understanding how to prevent your brain from, you know, um, from, from having thoughts constantly that you, that you don't want have because they are not conducive to the state of mind or the the life that you want to live and so you have to kind of break society's version of yourself and you have to you know learn how to you know retrain your brain to welcome certain things in your world and then disregard other things and it's really hard because this society doesn't view it's not society doesn't set you up to be able to do those things. You know, uh, we live in fear constantly like this, this, especially this country. I mean, they are constantly trying to get people to be super fearful and fear is, you know, you can plant the fear seed in almost every aspect of your life and that will grow and manifest and turn into all sorts of chaotic things that you can manifest in your life that are not paranormal, but are extremely real and extremely there. And, you know, until you recognize that you have the power to, you know, delete that stuff through means of your thought process, you know, and that you have the control to kind of do those things, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to be in control of your life. And, and like I said, like, it's so much easier said than done. Like you can sit there and you can preach about it all day. However, you know, we're all geared towards 
you know, thinking about the things that we don't want in life and, and, and fearing the things that we don't want and, and hoping that they don't come true. And, but just by doing those things, we're almost welcoming them into our lives and, and creating um, a pathway for them to like a self-fulfilled prophecy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like you asked earlier, what we talk about on our other podcasts, we kind of just talk about everyday things. We try to make them funny because everything's like everything in the media is like just out there to scare you and make you fearful. So we, we take a lot of that right. and we we make it funny and we, we, we say a lot of vulgar stuff. But, you know, we're not out to hurt anybody, but we're just there to make it funny. And that's what our other podcast is about. I mean, that's, that's the whole point, right? Like just lighten up and, you know, just be with each other and experience life together and you know, go down these roads, you know, side by side and, and, you know, just try to have the best time that we can have, you know, um, because I mean, especially in this country, I don't want to get political or whatever, but, you know, being a capitalist country that we are, there's a lot that, you know, our government, you know, puts on its people to make us, you know, almost, like, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like a freaking slave, you know, like you feel like if you don't do this, this, this and this, that you, you won't add up, you won't make enough money, you won't be successful enough and you're going to fail on some, you know, le- grand level that's going to, you know, eat away at you for the rest of your life. And, you know, it's about finding what makes you happy and finding your definition of success, whether that be money or whether it be finding a, you know, a little place in the world that you can call your own where, you know, nobody can get at you or, you know, figuring out what your hobbies are and spending as much time, you know, doing those hobbies as possible, like whatever it is, or just being with family you know, it's so important for all of us to recognize the negative and see it and not be ignorant, but not, you know, not let it drown us in, in any way, like be in control of our thought processes and, uh, you know, make sure that we can check in with ourselves every now and then and figure out our, our needs and make sure that we're giving ourselves the thing that the things that we need and the things that our family needs. And it's definitely harder to do that when you have a family and you're at the head of a family, you have to put your own needs second a lot of the time because you are trying to take care of kids and trying to take care of your significant other. And that can be a really hard thing to do is to balance the needs of others with the needs of yourself. Um, And so anybody who's out there doing that right now, I just want to say like kudos to you for, you know, putting yourself second in a lot of time in a lot of the time and, you know, putting everybody else ahead of yourself. However, it's, there's a big, there's a negative connotation when it comes to the word selfishness, because everybody believes being selfish is you know, really negative. However, everything in moderation, you have to put yourself first in a lot of ways in order to be the best version possible for the, for those that you love. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can't think of a a better way to end the session. That was a quick two hours, huh? (laughs) Yes, it definitely was. And and so anyways, I I just wanted to thank you again. Absolutely. Um, 
and both of you guys for letting me come on the show and um I've learned a, a lot and I I really wish I really hope for your sake JB that this thing doesn't follow you and that you're able to have peace but at the same time whatever it is that you know happens if you throw it up on the internet for all of us to see I would be grateful for that too because <laughs> this no. stuff is <laughs> already alluded to the fact that there's shit happening that you know I just can't I can't get away from yeah it's, it sucks. it's got it's got you it's got the the grip is on you right now you feel yeah it's got me and you know with the help of Tim and Rob and the things that we're, you know, coming up to do, um, it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun. I'm super, super <laughs> eager to see what, what So I'm not going to pretend to to try to. I'm just not a king. Right. But you are welcome to come on the show anytime you want to. You said you had some other interesting things to talk about, so we can. Yeah, do absolutely, Tim. Is it is it cool if I continue to hit you up on oh, Discord? And absolutely, you have my number can... too as well. So um, we don't have to come on here and exclusively talk about JB. I'm sure you can tell he uh, he's getting a little bit tired about talking about his story. All yeah, the time. I tried. <laughs> I tried my best to review the other videos and tried not to ask a lot of the same questions that everybody oh. else is. I, I don't mind. It's just what, you know, when people start out like, oh, I, I can't stand the comments. Like, I invite that type of comment. I, I really do because it, it helps me get my word out there faster. Yeah. And we're here to help people. We're not here to make money. Yes, we are monetized in a certain, you know, aspect, but we're not. We're not out here banking. You know what I mean? Like, right. Do what we got to do, and that's that's that. Right. Exactly. And, and I, I, I just, I've got to give you so much kudos for that because you are, you're, you're trying to help. You know, insight, like give insight to this whole thing. And there are other people Please. out there who are experiencing this type of thing. And I guarantee you that your videos are touching those people who are going through something similar to what you're going through. And you're probably giving them a shit ton of strength, honestly, because I know if it were me, I would be freaking shitting my pants, going nuts, like not knowing what the hell to do. And then if I stumbled upon your videos, you know, I would feel 100% that I wasn't alone, you know, and that would be, that would make all of the difference. So you are helping people and just, just don't forget that, you know, like there are people who really respect you for what you're doing and the naysayers, fuck them. They, you know, they, they don't deserve your time. Idiots like I used to, but now I'm just like, yeah, you're a little bitch keyboard hero and you use tears as lube to jerk off at night. Yeah. They just live in their mom's basement and eat like, <laughs> you know, pizza pockets or whatever the fuck you call them. And they're like, exactly. you know, trying to make some kind of a point. And it's like, you know, you don't, you, you don't know shit. Just keep your comments to yourself. But yeah, if you want to 
okay? Nobody can take away your reality. Nobody can minimize your reality. What's real is what's real, and it, it comes out in your videos. It's obvious to anybody who has any kind of a brain that what you're experiencing is 100% real, and you wouldn't go through all of this, you know, anybody if it was fake. They know, sweetheart. Like, I don't ask anybody to believe or respect them to believe anything. Just like right. the people catch something on TV. If you catch it on film, I'm I'm ready to dish it off to Tim and delete it. Like yeah. I, I'm trying to keep that proof. And then once you get that proof, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, if you want to come on our other podcast, it's uh, it's vulgar and it's real and, you know, nothing's off I'm limits. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm totally with it. Tim, I'll get in contact with you on Discord and we'll absolutely. set it up. Like I said, you have my cell number too, so if you need to text me, oh, hit me up. So. It's a talk to you, honey. It, it was really good. Yeah, we say cool. some salacious that. shit Thanks on so the other much, one. I've enjoyed myself so much. And, um, yeah, I'm grateful for your time. Well, that'd be it. Go ahead, JB. It's not Look often that with people, and I enjoyed tonight. And cool. to everybody who listens, she had a lot of good points. And you know, you haven't seen the last of Dino Nuggets. I can I can promise you that. Um, but really, listen to what she had to say. There's a lot of good points in there between me poking in and you know making condescending remarks. It's just who I am. And if, well, if we you love you for it, we love you for lattes, like you'll know, like I am the same person on my videos that I am on any of my podcasts or in real life. Yeah. And Tim can verify that. Yeah, he's yeah. An well, that, that's <laughs> what we love about you is you're 100 percent real, and you don't you don't bullshit, and you, you don't try to be someone you're not. And that's that's so important. So I don't have. I appreciate you for that. I try to warn everybody. He's an asshole. It just it it is what it is. <laughs> you have to be the best be kind. The best kind. If you're gonna be an asshole, at least you're the best kind. <laughs> well, with that being said, I'll play us out. Unless you guys got anything else you want to add. No. no. All right. Sweetheart. Thank you so much. Till next time. Keep, we'll we'll keep you entertained. I promise you that. Awesome, JB. You you have the best night, and you too, Tim. And good luck to you, JB. And I hope to talk to you guys soon again. Absolutely. And say your prayer for Rob, because seriously, he's been going through some shit, and we all need to be there for him. Absolutely. I absolutely will. Absolutely will. Awesome. Till next time. Much. Take care, guys. You too. Thanks.